welcome to worship here in person at Sidman United Methodist Church, as well as to those of you viewing online for the demo of Sidman and Beaverdale Charge. If you are able, please stand and join in I Love to Tell the Story, hymn number 297. affirmation of faith we will read responsively psalm 27 verses 4 1 and 4 through 9 and in the pew bibles it's found in the old testament on page 475 the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid one thing i ask the lord which is what i seek that i may dwell 
For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be Hear my voice when I call, O Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. Mm -hmm. My heart says to you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me, O God, my Savior. I am still confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Please be seated. Turn to the back of the bulletin for the announcements. Monday, February 6th, there is a meeting with the DS at 6.30. And I believe that is at Dunlow, correct, Pastor? Yes. Um, And that is, everyone is to attend, I believe, correct? Correct. Uh, Looking further into the charge, there's an anointing service next week on the 29th. Holy Communion will be February 5th, and Pulpit Exchange is February 12th, and our guest speaker will be the Reverend Roger Miller. Are there any other announcements? If there are none, will the children please come forward for the children's message? I'm not sitting on the floor because we have a baptism service to do today, and if I sit on the floor, I won't get up until noon. Well, I want to read it. I don't need that. Uh, I don't need that, do I, Frank? No, I got my own. I'm wearing my own. What is this? You're confusing me. Uh, I'm going to read to you today from this book. God's story for me, a Bible. And it has to do with the readings that I'm going to read today for the sermon. And it's called God Chooses Helpers. Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee. He saw fishermen throwing big fishing nets into the water. Jesus called, Peter, Andrew, come follow me. I'll teach you how to tell people about God. The two men gladly went with Jesus. Jesus walked down the shore. He saw two other fishermen in a boat, James and John, Jesus called, come with me. James and John also went with Jesus. Now Jesus had four helpers. You know what the helpers are called? Who? Helpers. Disciples, what are helpers called? Later, Jesus saw a man named Matthew. Matthew was working, collecting money. Follow me, Matthew, said Jesus. Matthew got up and went with Jesus. Now Jesus had how many helpers? Five. You're keeping track over there. Okay. Jesus asked more people to follow him. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. How many helpers did he end up with? Twelve. Disciples. I stopped at eleven on purpose. He had twelve helpers. You should know that. Twelve disciples. Twelve. Twelve, 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 twelve. How many disciples did he have? Twelve. 
Well, very good. Okay, you catch on quickly. Jesus taught his 12 helpers many things about God's love. Jesus' helpers told other people what they had learned about God's love. And that's the story of the how many helpers? 12. What are they called besides helpers? Yeah, they're never called helpers in the Bible. They just take the word disciples and make it a little more understandable, understandable for, for humans. Any questions? Now I'm going to be reading about that today, where he calls the first four, what are they called again? Disciples. Disciples. Can we say disciples? Disciples. disciples. Very good. I'll quiz you when you come up for a collection. I'll make sure you know, you know your stuff. Any other questions? Now I must tell you today, your choices of candy are non-chocolate candy. Because somebody's been eating all the chocolate that's in the, uh, the, the, the bowl there. So I, I recommend you take all the good, I'm going to pray for you first, sit back there. I'm going to pray for you first, you take, take all the sticky, sticky things like milk duds, okay, and the lollipops. But nothing is in here, oh there are pussy rolls. But for some reason all the chocolate disappears by the time we get to Sunday. Somebody eats it all. I don't know who. you know who? Does anybody know who? No, he's not even here. Oh, me! You think I eat the chocolate that's in there? Yeah, it's the same way at, uh, at Dunlow. They have no chocolate in their bowls either, because somebody keeps eating it all. So let me offer a prayer for you. Our gracious God, we thank you for the young people who are here with us today. We hope they remember that they were 12 and they were called disciples. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. We all say together, Amen. Please stand if you're able to join in the singing the hymn of grace, Rock of Ages, number 204.
Pois, isso aí mesmo. And let us pray. O oh God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, give us grace to lay to heart the dangers we are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice and whatever else may hinder us from godly union and unity. There is but one body and one spirit, one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all. So we may all of one heart and of one soul, united in one holy bond of truth and peace, of faith and charity, and may with one mind and one mouth glorify thee. We pray for the good health and the well-being of the members of this congregation. We pray for the law enforcement, the law enforcement personnel, the military that's stationed throughout the world, especially our second lieutenant, Carl Smith. We pray for the, our health workers and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, community, and church. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We pray, pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those people who are not familiar or have not accepted the word of, of God. We're concerned about their, uh, their, their future, uh, as well as in this life, but in their next life. We ask for uh, the forgiveness for our waywardness throughout this week. We know that uh, you've already, uh, since we asked for it, that you've already uh, 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 given forgiveness to us. We pray for Don Lester's uh, uh, family. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the people while we were praying, let them say that name out loud now. Dear Lord, let us now bring our prayer time to a close by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. What, uh, can we have two ushers come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings?
Our gracious God in heaven, we thank you for being here on the fourth Sunday of the month of uh, January, where we're going to celebrate the baptism of, of uh, Jack Parks. We thank you, dear Lord, for these two young guys who have come forward with the uh, tithes, gifts, and offering today, and who have passed his test as to how many, how many disciples they were. We thank you, dear Lord, for this, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we all said together, Amen. Very good. You may be seated. Now, unfortunately, for the next part, the father is home, not feeling well, throwing up. We have to put that out over the internet. So if there's anybody, any neighbors that are, that are watching, please go over and provide them with some chicken soup or you know, something, some, something like that. So you want to you come, come forward, Jessica, with Jack? And well, these are the godparents. Aha! Don't tell me. I have it all written down somewhere. Melissa and Josh. And I know you're Melissa. Madison. <laughs> oh, it does say Madison. <laughs> And Josh, do I get that one right? Yep. yep. You stand over there, Josh, by the, by the, uh, by the two boys and the mom. And uh, you'll be able to, you have to participate in this as well, the congregation. And your words will be on the screen. It's right from this, this book that we'll uh, tell you about as we go along. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty act, acts of salvation. Smile, he's going to take pictures. <laughs> and given new birth through water and the Spirit, all this is God's gift offered to us without price. I present... Is he awake? No. I had that effect on him when they came by there two weeks ago. He slept the whole time I was talking. I told him he'd make a good member of the congregation. <laughs> I present Jack Elliott Parks for baptism. Now, this is where you respond. Just listen to the first word I say. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power the power gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever form they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord, in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Will you determine Jack in Christ's holy church, nurture Jack in Christ's holy church, by that your teaching and example they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves to profess their faith openly and to lead a Christian life. Mm -hmm. Do you, as Christ's body, oh, this is to the congregation now. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Yeah. Will you nurture one another in Christ's faith and live and include the, uh, Jack, this person, now before you in your care? Thank you. 
Now I address all. If you can see the screens, you can read your words off of the screen. There's one behind you too. Madison. Uh, let's see. Let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Do you believe in the God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Watch this. This is neat. Huh? You like that? Yeah, is that cool? I spent the first hour that I was here trying to pry that thing off <laughs> until I realized, oh, you just turned it around. Yeah. This is still with the congregation. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Now you still have sign, you still have words to say during this prayer, so pay attention. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection, and to make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in the righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. Okay, let me take Jack. Hey, Jack. Oh, I don't, I don't want to twist your arm. Where is your arm? Oh, I got it right there. Oh, 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 oh. That's it. Stay asleep. Good boy. You're showing your stomach. Have you seen his outfit? He's all dressed up. He's got a bow tie on, a tuxedo jacket and everything. Jack Elliott Sparks, I baptize you in the name of the Father. of the Son, and I baptize you in the name of the Holy Spirit.
Have you had your hair washed for the day? Are you okay? No? Hello? Jack? Huh? Hello? You don't even know this is happening, do you? No. No, I'm not going to put any more. Oh, there's some water there. I'm trying to clear your forehead. That's all. There you go. You want to go back to mommy? Huh? You're not going to say anything. Oh, no, he just sighed. Well, at least he didn't cry or do anything. That's good. Or he would have gone right back to you. And the people respond, oh, I'd have to say, the Holy Spirit work within you. That being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, I, I, I say this to, uh, now it is our joy to welcome our new brother in Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons, Jack, to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase his faith, confirm his hope, and perfect him in love. No? Don't we give thanks? I'll, I'll read your part then. It's not up there. It's on this thing, Frank. Well, you're supposed to say, we give thanks for all that God has already given you. Oh. The God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ. You're awake. Well, good morning. You woke up. Oh, I'm going back to sleep. Okay. May the glory of Christ strengthen and establish you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. The look on his face, like, who in the world is in my face? I've never seen that face before. You know, you've seen it before, a couple of weeks ago, but you probably don't remember it now. No? No, no, he almost went back to sleep. Well, I, I present you with this certificate. It's got everything in it, the service, the exact service that we preach today. It's filled out with your uh, thanks to uh, uh, Linda. It's filled out so you can read it. If I had to write it, you wouldn't be able to read it. And we also present you with this baptismal candle. What's suggested is a year from today, January the 22nd, you pull this out and read through the service and, and light the candle, then read through the service, then put the candle out. This should last him until he's probably 50 years old or so. Okay? So that's for you. That's for you, Jack. He's awake now. You got it all? And we thank you, and God bless all of you, even the godparents. Thank you.
What? Oh, I saw a gleam in your eye. Yes, I did. Are you going to smile? Yeah. Yeah, he's almost ready to, but he just won't come all the way. Okay, we'll save that for the sermon. Okay, you'll be asleep during the sermon. Bye. Oh. Okay, our scripture reading for today comes from the book of Matthew. A lectionary reading. Uh, verse 12 through 23. When Jesus heard, this is what I was reading in the children's uh, uh, message. When Jesus heard that John had been put in prison, he withdrew to Galilee. Leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum, which was by the lake in the area of Zebulun and Naphtali, to fulfill what was said to the prophet Isaiah, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light, and on those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness among the people. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this is, uh, this is called uh, three qualities. We need three qualities. I'll tell you what you need them for, but I won't tell you at the beginning. You'll have to listen and find out what they're needed for. This time of the year, some people call ordinary time. That's because we're between the seasons of Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, and the start of Lent, which is just a few weeks away. February 22nd, I believe, is Acts Wednesday. We have returned to the valley. We have returned to normal life. Our time on the mountaintop, where we were during those seasons, uh, prepares us for our time down here in the valley. That's why I've asked that the Christmas decorations remain up until we reach Lent. So you can see the difference between this joyous season that we're in and the starkness that we will have when we get to Lent. Two-thirds of our time is spent in the valley. So it's important how we spend our time in this valley. We have been given three qualities that will help us in our time in the valley. The first quality is how we respond to Jesus. When Jesus comes to us and asks us to serve him, for our, our only response should be just like that of the disciples. You do it immediately. By totally surrendering our entire being to Jesus, we will then experience the greatest joy ever known to humanity. 
What qualities did these men have that Jesus was looking for? Now, I've heard this story. We're believing the words of fishermen about Jesus Christ, who would go out and say, oh, I caught a fish that big the other day, and actually it was only that big. Well, that went over like a lead balloon, so we'll move on, okay? <laughs> to become fishers of people, you need some of the same qualities that fishermen have. Patience, perseverance, courage, an eye for the right moment, fitting the bait to the fish that you were trying to catch, and keeping yourself out of sight. The second quality is found in what we don't like to do, change or accept change. All of us have found ourselves in situations when we came to realize that it would be best to change our thoughts. Changing them from a story selflessly concerning ourselves to one that will have a far greater meaning and benefit for a, large, for a larger and more important purpose. It wasn't by accident that Jesus moved from his hometown of Nazareth to the town of Capernaum in the province of Galilee. By leaving Nazareth, his hometown, never to return and moving to Capernaum, he closed the door on one part of his life and opened the door on another part. Moving into Galilee, he went to the area that had the most people. In Galilee, you could find 204 villages. There were 15,000 people in each village. That gives us three plus million people. Due to the history of Galilee and its location, it made it the one place in all of Palestine where a new teacher with a new message had any chance of being heard. People from Galilee were open to new ideas. A coincidence that that's where Christ chose to go? I don't think so. The third and final quality needed for our time in the valley is sharing. We as Christians, and maybe more importantly, the Christian church, should be focusing our attention on those that might be considered the people who walk and live in darkness. It, I pray for them every Sunday, or I have been praying for them every, every Sunday since uh, it, somebody from a congregation uh, said it. It's part of our calling by God to pass along the divine light that has been passed to us because the world will surely die eternally without it. Imagine a wor the world where, where Christ wasn't, wasn't preached in church on Sunday mornings, or you didn't, you didn't hear about it at all. That life that we are to share is Jesus Christ. Speaking with certainty, authority, and delivering a message from a source beyond himself were the characteristics of Jesus' preaching. All my sermons come from some other place. They don't come from me. They're put into my head, and I fumble uh, uh, around on the uh, uh, laptop, the iPad, feeding them in there then going back and making all the shelling, changing. Thank God for uh, uh, a, a spelling check on the, on the computers. Oh boy, that's a big help. Yeah. 
the first characteristic of Jesus' preaching is it was a voice of certainty. There was no doubt about his message. You never heard Jesus said, perhaps, maybe, probably. He never said those things. The second characteristic is the note of authority. He was speaking for God, and there's nothing better than to speak for God. Whether it's accepted or not, there's nothing, nothing more, more powerful than to speak the words, the words of God. The third characteristic is the message came from a source beyond him, beyond, beyond Jesus, beyond Christ. God's kingdom doesn't come by force or violence, but by calling and gathering for the sake of healing and restoration. Restoration. I don't think there's, there's a story about the Jesus uh, or God forcing people to follow him or to come to him. It's all on a volunteer basis. Now, there's, there's a lot of stories about people not accepting what God says. That's something different. But God doesn't twist the twist person's arm and say, well, you're going to come to me anyway. Nope. God doesn't work that way. He works the opposite, the opposite way. In the Daily Bread, I believe that's the uh, devotional we have back here, sharing the good news is one beggar telling another beggar where to find food. Sharing the good news is one baker telling another, one baker, <clears throat> one beggar, I'll get it right. There you go, folks, I got it for you. Telling another beggar where to find food. For those who don't know, we're on the internet. You like that, did you? There wasn't anything funny about that, Gene. Let's see what you laugh about that point. Uh, so your, your service this morning went out over the internet. Look at that curly cue at the top there. Now he's awake. So what? Yeah. He's in your arms. Now he's awake. Okay. Something on that finger? No? Okay. Responding to God's call, changing through God's call, and sharing God's call. I was called. I responded to God's call. All I, all I know is two weeks later I was in church. I don't know if I had said that when he took... Of course, I couldn't say anything when he called because I was playing the trumpet at the time uh, when he said, come back. Uh, I don't know if I decided then or not, but I answered his call, but not as fast as the uh, disciples, disciples did. I've certainly been changed through God's call. Oh, boy, have I. Wow. And there's still a, a lot left to, uh, to change. And sharing God's call. I share it with all of you every, every week. They're the three qualities we bring down with us from the mountaintop. That's where we were at Christmas time. We bring them down from the mountaintop with us to our everyday, ordinary lives. We all have ordinary lives after we leave here. We weren't given these three qualities just for ourselves. We were given them so that we could have them reflected in our lives. Responding, changing, and sharing. Are, these, are, are the three qualities, responding, changing, and sharing, being reflected in your everyday life? 
as a question to think about on the way home. Shut the radio off and think about that, uh, about that question. Uh, you can turn the TV back on at uh, 3 o'clock when the first playoff game comes on. But until that time, think about that question. Think about that question. Let us pray. God, who provided your Son to give us the guidance we so much, we so much are in need of, may we pay, pay, may we pay closer attention to His example, and copy it to the rest of our abilities, making us more like your Son Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of witness. Oh, how I love Jesus! Number three, five twenty-nine in our hymnal. spend in the valley, you respond when Jesus calls. You accept the changes needed in following Jesus, and you share the light of Christ with others in your world. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.